Welcome to The Journey of a Misfit with Randy Abbott and Valerie Hayes. Hey, welcome to The Journey of a Misfit. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Randy? I'm kind of stoked, Valerie, because we have a very, very special guest. Yeah, I'm really excited, too. Wow. I'm a big fan. I am, too. I Huge fan. To uh, I've been a fan for about 10 years now, Val. Anyway, without further ado, Brandon Boatner, how are you? Splendiferous, how are you doing? That's a good word. Splendiferous. Say that again. Splendiferous. Splendiferous. I usually say that or swell. I say swell sometimes. But Brandon is a longtime friend, supporter of our ministry, been with our ministry for years. He's also a youth pastor for River Oaks Church in Winsville, an amazing worship guy. So I'm going to turn this kind of over to Val because I'm just kind of the, kind of the facilitator kind of guy. <laughs> So you guys had that whole worship kind of thing going on, musician kind of weird, um, quirky personality stuff going on. But uh, I'm going to kind of sit in it's on this. It's a great segue listen. there, Andy. It, it thanks. Is, isn't it? <laughs> I've been called all those things yes. before. So and we okay. mean that with all weird, quirky. Splendiferousness. No, you used it wrong. Did I? Yeah, try next next time. You'll okay. get it right. We'll, we'll get it right next time. All right. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I'm glad you're here, Brandon. Yeah, really what we just do is, you know, I'm just a huge believer that God speaks, well, at least for me, He speaks to me through music, and I am able to worship Him and speak back to Him through music as well. So that's kind of, I always say that's our love language to each other. And so that's what we do in this show. We just, we talk about His Word. Um, We talk kind of, we kind of look at concepts and attributes of God a lot. But today what I really want to do is just kind of learn a little bit about your journey in music and what music has meant for you and your walk with Jesus. And and maybe even if you want to share some of your songs, that'd be really great. Cool. Yeah. So just like from from the beginning. Sure. In the beginning was, no. Uh, (laughs) So music has always been a huge part of my life. forever. Uh, whenever I was a kid, my dad listened to a lot of ACDC and Leonard Skinner and all that stuff. So that's the first music that I learned how to play on a guitar. Um, I had never heard of a Chris Tomlin. Actually, I never heard of worship music till about 10 years ago. All I knew was all the other stuff. Um, and then mom would be walking around the house singing Patsy Cline and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it was this weird mix. Now my parents divorced when I was pretty young. So dad continued the rock lifestyle. In fact, he uh, he, he still plays bars and things. And, and mom led worship at, at church for a long time. But music for me was my outlet. So I, I picked up an acoustic guitar when I was 12. I've been playing since I was 12. And uh, I was writing songs from the first time I learned how to play a chord. That's always come really natural to me. Um, now, the songs weren't about God, they are about girls, so that's a little different. Uh, and that was, you know, the first five or six years of songs, probably, about girls. Um, maybe maybe you could do one of those for us. <laughs> Did you write Julia's song? Have you written her song? Julie has a dozen or more songs. Aww. You're good, dude. I gotta get... Can you write one for me and I'll tell Lynn that came from you through, for me? You know, me? when we were doing our... Our first adoption, we did an auction, and I auctioned off a song for loved ones. Really? So I wrote t- t- two songs for people, and they bought the songs, and I sent them to them. And so I took their lyrics and made them into songs, basically. Wow. Wow. That's yeah. a cool idea. So you're open higher. Because I got tons of little sentences. Yeah, he has these songs that he does where basically he just sings your name. Right. Brandon, 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 you're my friend. Like, that's good. That's, that's pretty much that's what he deep. does. Was that, was that on off the top of your head? That, that was, was right there. That was excellent. Right there. I Fantastic. think it's amazing. <laughs> so do you do lessons too? Because Randy could use no, them. No. Uh, so <laughs> we're all 
self-taught. So I, I never had a music lesson. Okay. Um, so I, I play by ear mostly. It's like learning how to read backwards. So I've learned how to, I've learned music theory at the end of already knowing how to play guitar. Hmm. Was that harder that way? It was dumb. Yeah. Why did I do that? <laughs> um, I did it because that's what we had. My dad played by ear, and but I, I've always had a good ear. I took I took piano a couple years ago to learn music theory, and so now I can play the piano okay, but the music theory is pretty weak. Yeah. So, but mm-hmm. the the neat thing about the church is that the church is moving away from the whole music theory, sheet music, orchestration of things, and moving much towards more of a folk. Uh, here's your chords, and let's. Uh, Let's do this. Yeah. That's what's... Love it. So we're actually right in the sweet spot of something cool going on? You're on the cusp of something amazing. Wow. Right? Thank you, Jesus. That's God. He's good. Yeah. yeah. And you do wear skinny jeans, right? <laughs> well, I'm talking well, to Randy right now. Pretty much any jean that I wear is skinny. Is a skinny jean. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, all your videos and things, that's what these guys are doing. They're just, it's a group of people always in acoustic, sometimes you have piano, and they're just chilling and singing. Mm-hmm. That's what's big, right? That's, Yeah. So we were talking when we met for coffee the other day. You were talking about your dissertation you're doing for your master's. That's why I thought it fit right in to what Val's premise for the show is. Okay. Can you talk about the, your dissertation? I just love to say that's a great word. I knew I was going to go to college. I would never guess that I would get my master's degrees or my doctorate or any, any of that. But I just I crave education and I crave knowing more about Jesus. And that's an, that's a way for me to do it. So I, I love doing that. God's kind of put it in my heart. And there's a couple options I may do, but one of them is just looking at church music as a teaching ministry because in the original church, they sung scripture and they would sing the, the, the word of God. And the reason they did that, I, w- I was telling her earlier, the reason they did that is because they were they didn't have Bibles. So they were biblically illiterate. And so what did they have to learn doctrine, to learn the goodness of God? And people are scared of the word doctrine. Doctrine's not bad. Read the beginning of John and just enjoy that the word you know became flesh. That's doctrine, but it's like meaty goodness. It's the stuff you want to chew on for the rest of your life, goodness, you know? They're singing these words. And I'm convicted that in the modern church, especially the American church, maybe not so much over where if they get a Bible, they don't even put it on the ground because it's so holy to them. Mm-hmm. But here, we have three on each bookshelf, and people aren't reading them. Yeah. So we have become biblically illiterate. Again, mm-hmm. and maybe we need to be singing Scripture. That's where I'm headed. That's what I'm thinking. Personally, I found that I grew up in a New Testament church, so I knew the Gospels. I mm-hmm. mean, 30 years of nothing but the Gospels. But I'm was totally illiterate of the Old Testament and mm-hmm. the Psalms. And and then I realized when I started reading the Old Testament, like all over my Bible, it has third day. It has, you know, water deep. It has like all these, you know, musicians that I'm like, oh my gosh, right. that's this song. And I realized, no wonder I love these songs so much. And no wonder they like just like soothe my soul because it's God's word. We're singing songs in my church that are Old Testament. We're singing like the Psalms. Shane and Shane has some, some Psalm 46 oh, yeah. comes to mind. Fantastic. Come behold the the, the word of God, you know, the anchor at his feet. It's, it's, he's got, it's just it's gorgeous. It's mm. absolutely beautiful. Now, I like the church music today. I like, but if there's one thing that we've we've been bad about, it's becoming make, doing it too easy. Mm. Okay, right? I think that some writers like I have a song called Holy, and you just sing Holy, and it has that refrain over and over and over again, and that's that's good. You need to sit there and linger in that concept. But I think people don't understand that that others are craving a depth to God that they've never known before because Amen. we're not singing it. Amen. Um, and and music. Now, I don't want to, if, if there's a pastor listening, I love you because I'm, I'm a pastor too. But what I've noticed is a lot of people will hang on to a song even if they'll forget a sermon. 
And so we need to make songs sermons. They need mm-hmm. to have some depth to them. Mm. That's good. So what, what are you going to play for us? What I brought with me is a song called Linger or Let It Linger. If you're artistic, you understand this. I write songs for myself. It's my relationship to God. And because I'm a human, other people relate to me because they have the same issues that I deal with. And so I don't linger in the in the concepts of God enough. I don't sit there and just say, God, you're good, and, and just spend time in that. I'm so quick to get my Bible study done, to move on, to see my four kids and get them breakfast. And so this song is called Let It Linger. Um, and that's, that's the whole point, just sitting there and knowing the worth of God um, just for a moment in time where you're captured by His goodness and His mercy. So, awesome. that's Let's that song. Let it linger Let it carry Turn this place into a sanctuary Let this worship magnify the holy name of Jesus in the rights of my life and I will sing of your glory, sing of your victory, tell the world what you've done, oh I will join with the chorus, sing with the saints, listen in adoration, oh let it Worship, testify of the power of Jesus to vanquish the darkness with His light. And let it linger, sanctify with the cleansing word of blood that washes deep inside. And I will sing of Your glory. Sing of your victory, tell the world what you've done Oh, I will join with the chorus, sing with the saints Listen in adoration, oh, let it live There's power here, power to save in the waiting now Explore this space, there's power here power to say there's power here power to save in the waiting now adore this space there's power here power to say
Wow, that was amazing. It really was. Yeah, love that. Do with the whole band right here in the studio. <laughs> that's even more amazing. And they just like showed up. Boom, right. No, it's a great song though. That is a good song. And you know, I think that's that's super important. One of the things that, that God has been teaching me to do recently, and it's been, I feel like there's a lot of fruit coming from it. And that is to, like you said, to just meditate on who he is. You know, just concepts of him. Mm-hmm. Like one of the things that if you listen to our, our podcast program, you'll hear me say a lot. I've been thinking a lot about the Father's delight. And right now where he's got me is thinking about what it is to be a new creation. Mm. You know, because we say that all the time. Scripture is just full of examples of what that means to be a new creation. To be a new creation means that your old self is dead, which means you're not yourself anymore. Right. Like you're a new creation. And I don't think that we we linger in that enough mm-hmm. Re- because I think that we're very comfortable putting, and we talked about that last week, putting back on the mm-hmm. grave clothes. You know, we took those grave clothes off, but yeah, we keep going, dragging them out and put them back on. And yeah. God keeps saying, no, you're a new creation. Jesus put all that on the cross. Stop taking it off the cross. Stop taking it off the cross. And so I love that concept of just, yeah, just staying in that space and allowing yeah. God to teach you. Let the Holy Spirit teach you. I've been reading, I think it's called Majesty. Jack Hayford wrote the song Majesty, and it was a huge, Majesty, Worship is Majesty. It was a huge song. Mm-hmm. And oh, he wrote the book about it, about what it came about. And in that book, he says, he said, do you realize that you were created to be a ruler? You were created to be a conqueror. Mm-hmm. God put creation under your feet to be able to do that. And through sin, you've volunteered that and given that up and, and made yourself the weakling and whenever we are a new creation that's the deal we have to embrace I'm a child of God right period I'm a child of God I'm a, I'm a prince I'm a princess of the king and there's certain things that come with being a prince amen there's upgrades as we call them yeah absolutely. get some upgrades <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um, so if, if you're listening now right now and you're, you're dealing with sin or things like that you can conquer that through Jesus mm. period so uh, we have to quit being the victim and allow God mm. to move in our lives in such a way that we know his majesty uh, yeah. But it's it's available. It's there. You mm-hmm. just have to accept it. I heard someone say there. recently that when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we no longer have a sin nature. We have a sin habit because our sin nature was crucified on the cross. That's and good. we're a new creation. And I'm like, wow, if we could just really wrap our brains around that, though, <laughs> that, you know, and that God no longer focuses on what we have done wrong. He focuses on growing us towards what we're you know walking in who we are that's his focus now it's not right. continuing we're the ones that keep going back we're the ones that keep going back right. he doesn't see that anymore what he sees is what we're going to be and i love yeah. that people say uh, how do i know the will of god and it's exactly what you're saying if you want to know the will of god stop looking backwards mm-hmm. and start looking forwards mm-hmm. if you're looking yeah. back at all the junk that's come up in your life you're going to crave that you're going to get back to that um because it's been comfortable to you but if you'll look forward towards jesus and just yeah. trust him yeah. he'll show you where he wants you to go uh, so that's part of being a new creation. Right. That, there's no wonder why you two are my, like, part of my favorites of all time. Can I tell a story one time about you, Brandon? Do it. Remember when we first started out here and we were doing ministry at the Elvis Cafe at the time? Yes. And you came in one time. It must have been a bad a day or something happened. You came in and it was the Ross worship, dude. I think you were, you were, this has been a bad day. And by the time you got done, just, I mean, it, do you remember that night? Because I remember you just getting it and really worshiping, and you didn't say anything. But by the time you got done with your fifteen-minute or twenty-minute worship, was all was done. It was dealt with. I laid it out. All that. Do you remember that night? I do. Yeah, uh, it was I, amazing. It was a really awful day um, because of of me chasing the sins from my past, things mm-hmm. like that. 
And I almost, in that moment, I, I, I almost thought maybe I should just call them and call it off. But um, I chose still to show up. And I introduced a song or two that day too. And I just was like, this is just me hurting and I'm going to sing to God. And you can sing with if you want to. Um, so yeah, I remember that night. But you know what's amazing? If you wouldn't have shown, we would have missed a major blessing because that was a real pivotal point for me going, oh, okay. Almost like Brandon does believe, kind of. Aha, yeah. he's human. Yeah. And it was really good for everybody else to see. I don't know if they remember it like I do, but it was to me, I was like, wow, that was really cool to watch you pound it out and flesh it out in praise mm-hmm. and worship God. And I mean, like, I think that's the power of worship. Whew, I mean, that, that is, I mean, that's the, the enemy hates more worship because what he wants more than anything is just for us to curl up in a ball and to stop. And I've had same experiences where maybe on the way to on the way here, John and I get into it or something, and I'm just mm-hmm. ticked, and I'm like, and yeah, there's this part of you that says, you know what, I should probably not lead worship tonight because I'm not in the right frame. And for me, it's like, no, I'm going to the throne because yeah. it's at the yeah. throne is where God shows me my heart and shows right. me what I need to do differently, and that's where repentance comes. It's never that I worship and go, ha ha, see, I was right. It's always like, man, I'm a jerk. I'm a big jerk. <laughs> If David can write Psalm 51, yeah, and then I can sing and lift up the name of God no matter what I'm going through. Amen. So. Amen. I was blown away, dude. That's super cool. So I noticed, Brandon, you brought the old guitar with you. You're always packing. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't usually play this guitar, but this is the guitar that sounds the best acoustic. So the other one that I play sounds best plugged in. Do you know who Val only has one roadie? You know who the roadie is for Val? Me. Is that it? Yes. I haul her guitar from the basement up here sometimes. He she lets me. Yes, he does. A couple times I even get to strum it and did a song. Well, these are, uh, they weigh a thousand and two pounds and, you know, you wanted to hear one in a hundred. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, I haven't heard this one. You tell tell us this? about this song. Yes. So you wrote this one, right? I'm, I might have played this one that night that he's talking about. I can't remember, but this is a song about me running away from God. But knowing that in His grace, He's there for me. Um, you think of the prodigal son, the son but uh, the, other, the other parable part of that is the sheep. And I am that sheep that runs away from God, and, and he, He's still there for me. Um, now, I, I know that God will let me go wander in the desert, so I don't ever want to make it up that that's not going to happen. But, um, but if, whenever I return, whenever I, He's always calling your name. And whenever I listen to that and turn back to Him, He's there for me. So that's... Uh, where the song came from.
That's awesome. Wow. Is that great? Talk a little bit about before we before we did the show. You and I were chatting a little bit about kind of the way music is right now and the themes of music. And you were talking about how you're hearing a lot about the '99 and the one in a hundred. And yeah, you know, you see, uh, music comes and ebbs and flows, and it moves and moves. And so we see this uh, that music has uh, began to be about how God is chasing after me but this 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 concept of the one in a hundred the leaving the 99 to go find the one this is a, a huge concept Hillsong is singing it and, and, and Bethel's singing it and uh, I wrote this song like five years ago but it's very it's a very big concept right now um, and what you see with the music is that's what people must need to hear yeah. they must need to know that there's a God that loves them enough to be there and be and be with them and chase them and get them and I think that probably goes in the face of legalism and religiosity mm. and there's Absolutely. nothing Wrong with the, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with religion, but th- yeah. that that's it's not relationship, and that's what people will yeah. say, you know. Well, so religion p- kind of propels people. Is that the word? Repels. Relation repels relationship mm-hmm. draws people in. Sorry to interrupt. No, that's true. So that's that's what we see in music yeah. right now. That and the other concept is just saying that God is good. Mm. You know, you are good. You are love. And people, that's that's what oh, many songs so are about is. right now. Just yeah. they need to know that God is good, and it might be because if you look at our world, people don't think that, or they think if mm. if all this mm. awful stuff's happening, how can there be a good a good God? Yeah, they yeah. need to be reminded. And of I that. think people feel don't feel loved. That's um, true. I, and I think that God is He is love. I mean, He is the epitome of it. He created it. He's He's the whole concept of it. So I love that. And I think one of the things we talk about at Misfits is a lot is is the rever- revival of the church right now, and it's looking different than it's ever looked before because it is the one who you know it's that lost that black sheep <laughs> that, yeah, that Jesus is going to. You the, know, the special thing about the the Misfits and the one is that. They chase after once once they once they know Christ they want Christ and they crave Christ mm-hmm. and then people say well you can't do this in in, in, in your church and they, and they always say why not right. like so they don't have to fit some sort of mold yeah. right and when you look at Jesus he never fit any mold of people are like why are you sitting you know why do you sit the worst spot or or why are you cleaning the, the servants feet or or why you know why are you eating without washing your hands or eating with the sinners and the prostitutes and we shouldn't fit a mold. Why should I have to yeah. look like everybody else? Yeah. You know, I should be different. If you want to be a light, be different. Can you write a song about that? On the spot? <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. I bet you could, Andy. If you want to be a light, be different. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Really good. So what's going on at River Oaks Church? So I am the worship and the youth pastor at River Oaks, the associate pastor. We're in a season of change as well. The music is changing, and uh, there's different sort of leadership and things like that. And we're kind of excited to, to see what, how we're going to come out of this thing. Uh, church is a living organism, and people don't realize that. People think their church is going to last forever. I hope your church doesn't last forever. I hope it is constantly changing, and in 20 years, when you look at it, it looks very different than it ever looked before. It's, okay. it's a new church. It's, it's totally different. New people. And so that's kind of where we're at. I mean, I've been there for eight years. That's a that's a good chunk of time to be at a church. Uh, your average youth pastor lasts less than two years at a church, and your average head pastor lasts less than five years. So you've wow. been there eight years already. I've been there for eight years. Yeah, so long enough to see kids come up through the youth and graduate. Right. Yeah. So that's that's a cool, it's a neat experience to be able to spend life with them, and yeah. it's an honor to, to be able to do that. So you said something one time uh, in one of our coffee talks about the church life like it starts evangelism, then it moves and shifts to a different season, discipleship. What were the, I don't remember what you said exactly. My church began as a church plant, and what a church plant has to be evangelistic. Mm-hmm. If you're not evangelistic, you don't draw people in. 
Um, so it began as that. But what happens in an evangelistic church is that the people who are there, they raise their kids in that church. And the kids that grow up in that, they have to be discipled. And so there's a natural progression. Whenever you hit a second and a third generation, an evangelistic church usually becomes focused way more on discipleship because that's what their heart is and that's what they're trying to do. So that's what's happened in my church. It used to be evangelistic, very, very evangelistic. And it's not that it's not anymore, but we are way discipleship now. We're all about equipping people. you know. And if anything, we're telling people, and we believe this, it's not my job to lead all people to Jesus. It's my job to train people to go out and lead people to Jesus. Okay. If you want your beliefs and your religion and your God and everything, to, you want that to multiply the love of Christ, and that's the way you have to do it. You know, if people will say, "Well, uh, I, I invited them to church," well, I hope that's not the extent of your ministry. You need to be loving them. Your life, your life may be the only Bible they ever read. You know, mm-hmm. and so you have to be loving them like Christ and, mm-hmm. with your life. Uh, if you are a Christian, you are involved in ministry. That's that's the bottom line. That's that's the way it works. All right. Well, as we get ready to wrap up, Brandon, I just want you to think about, um, you know, we've got this is a podcast that that's going to be coming out and then we've got the radio program. So just anybody could be listening. Give a word of encouragement. You know, we are the journey of a misfit. And, you know, so many people don't feel like they fit in, especially in Christian communities, especially with God. So if you just want to speak to that person, can you just give a word of encouragement? I was raised in a family that wasn't special and there's nothing special about me. The most special thing about me is my God. My God has made me everything that I am. And when I look in the mirror now, I see purpose. I used to see an accident. I, I was born from a 15-year-old who made a mistake. And so I, I thought I was a mistake. If that's you and you're thinking your life is a mistake, an accident, know that there is a God there that has a plan for you. And He knits you in your mother's womb. You were created with grace and, and, and mercy in your life. You were created to be loved. You were created to do something amazing in this world. And until you embrace that God, you'll never know that amazing thing. You'll never know the incredible depth of what it means to love and be loved. And so I, I encourage you to know this Jesus. I encourage you to pick up a Bible, to read, uh, start in the book of John and read. I encourage you uh, to find a church that teaches the Bible and to be encouraged uh, just, just by the love of God. Awesome. Brandon, thanks for coming in today. We love you. Can't wait to worship with you again. It's my honor. Thank you guys. Appreciate love it. Love you, man. All right. See you guys next week.